Vox Quick Hits. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome to What to Watch. I'm Alyssa Wilkinson, Vox's film critic. And I'm Emily Vanderwerf, Vox's critic at large. Before we start our recommendations this week, we should probably tell you a little bit about what you can expect from this podcast. These days, you can watch pretty much anything at home, but I find that deciding what to watch can sometimes be a challenge. I'll spend so much time trying to figure out what it is that I want to watch that I've run out of time in which to actually watch it. Yeah, I can only actually watch something if I go in with like a laser precise strike to be like, I want to watch this. (laughs) That's the only way it happens. So every Friday, we are going to be here with a recommendation or several that is truly worth your time. We'll let you know what the time commitment is, and we'll tell you where you can find these shows and movies. Okay, so let's get started. This week, we want to share some of our very favorite movies with you. My first pick is my favorite film of all time. The one that I give is the answer when people ask me at cocktail parties, which I don't go to anymore, but (laughs) still exist apparently. And that movie is the 2001 Japanese animated film Spirited Away, directed by the masterful director Hayao Miyazaki. It's about a young girl who gets lost in another world, and sort of initially as she's in this other world, she's trying to figure out a way back to our world. The movie evolves from there. I won't tell you what happens, but there is a bathhouse for all of these spirits of Japanese mythology that if you don't know anything about Japanese mythology, you're totally going to vibe with this because they're designed beautifully. I don't know anything about Japanese mythology, and this is my favorite movie of all time. So that is me saying you can go into this without knowing anything and be fine. Anyway, this girl meets a bunch of different characters, a bunch of different creatures. It has a vague feeling of something like The Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland, but is extremely different from either of those. I think it's heartbreakingly beautiful. The storyline is just wonderful, and there is something really smart in there about claiming your identity, which as a trans woman is not something I'm at all interested in ever. (laughs) Alyssa, do you have anything that you love about this movie? So I just love Miyazaki's movies. I actually have a set of Miyazaki socks that I wear. That's how much I enjoy them. They're just beautiful to look at. It's like kind of watching a moving work of art along with, you know, an actual story that's very moving. And a lot of his films are great for children or for young people. They're this kind of thing that you can really share with your whole family. Yeah, I think if you have a daughter between the ages of like 7 and 11, like watching this movie with her would be a really special experience. You can find Spirited Away on HBO Max. It runs two hours and five minutes. And here's the thing. Uh, it is in Japanese, the original. And I do prefer the original with subtitles, but the English language dub of this movie is really good. So if you'd rather do that, I'm not going to judge you. Alyssa, what's your first pick? Well, my pick is also the movie that I tell people is my favorite when I am pressed to do so. It is the film Blue from 1993 by the filmmaker Krzysztof Kieslowski. It is in French, 
And Julia Binoche plays a woman whose family right at the beginning of the film is killed in a car accident. And she's sort of in her grief, doesn't quite know what to do. And then she realizes what she needs to do. And she sells the house and everything in it. She moves to Paris and she tries to cut off all the ties that she has to other people in the world and kind of live a life of ultimate freedom. The movie is the first in a trilogy, and this trilogy has films that are named Blue, White, and Red. Each of them correspond to a founding principle of the French Republic. So Blue stands for liberty, and then there's one that's called White for equality and Red for fraternity. And what I really love about this movie is that it takes that idea of trying to kind of disconnect yourself from other people and find ultimate liberty and says, you know, maybe that's actually not a fulfilling life to live. Juliet Binoche is terrific in it. It also has some really great music because her deceased husband is composing a symphony for the unification of Europe. And there's some speculation about whether he's actually composing it or she is. So it's really one of my favorite dramas. It also helped me kind of as a young critic to start to understand how films can subtly tell stories and subtly have messages instead of having a character deliver a speech in the middle of a movie that that tells you what it's about. And the last thing I really love about it is that the director, Kieslowski, kind of puts blue objects and blue light throughout the movie. And again, it's very subtle. It just happens here and there. But it kind of brings that theme to the forefront. I love blue. I love all three of these films. I think my favorite is red. I haven't seen them in many years, but this is a really beautiful film. And I think Juliette Binoche, like you see why she became an international superstar when you watch these films, because she's so good in them. So, so good. Um, So the movie is only about an hour and 40 minutes long. As I said, it's in French with English subtitles. And right now it's on HBO Max, but you can also rent it or purchase it on platforms like iTunes and Amazon Prime and YouTube and all of those platforms. Emily, what's your second pick? I wanted to do a pick from kind of the last 10 years. This was my favorite movie of the 2010s. And it is, I think, just a brilliant look at America in the 21st century. And that is the 2011 Kenneth Lonergan movie, Margaret. Margaret follows a young woman named Lisa, played by a brilliant Anna Paquin, who's just sort of going about her life. And then she sort of accidentally causes a bus accident that kills one woman. And Everything sort of spirals out from there as she draws more and more people into her orbit and sort of like her self-absorption becomes the center of the film. It is just exquisite. And I don't know how to talk about it because it doesn't have a plot and yet it's riveting. Like it's one of the few movies I've seen that has the rhythms of real life without feeling tedious. And I'm not saying that as a dunk on other movies with the rhythms of real life, because I love movies like that, but like you have to kind of train yourself to watch them. Margaret is like blending that sort of movie making with a more conventional American indie film style. And like the Venn diagram intersection where it meets is I think really beautiful It's one of the few movies I've ever seen to truly capture how it feels to be a teenager. And it's one of the few movies made in the last 20 years that really actually kind of accurately capture America's response to September 11th without ever once mentioning September 11th. You know, Margaret has been on my to watch list forever, and it recently moved up the list because the director's cut has recently been released, but also because I just think Lonergan is a genius. So I think your recommendation has just bumped it further up the list for me. 
Yeah. And one of the interesting things about this film is that it almost destroyed Kenneth Lonergan's career. It was a movie that was in production for a long time. Then it sat on the shelf for five years as he tried to find a cut that would work. So there are two cuts of this film available to you. They're both on HBO Max. The first is the two hour and 30 minute cut that was released to theaters. And then there's the three hour, seven minute director's cut, which most people say is better. I prefer the theatrical, but the director's cut is excellent. You should watch both. Alyssa, what's your second pick? So I also picked what I would say is one of my favorites from the 2010s uh, that also, I think, captures something very, very important about our time. And this is Armando Iannucci's film, The Death of Stalin from 2018. So The Death of Stalin is not a documentary about Joseph Stalin's death, nor is it even a terribly realistic film about what happened when Stalin died. Instead, it's a film about what it's like to kiss up to an authoritarian ruler and then have to vie for power after that authoritarian is removed. So it stars Steve Buscemi, Jason Isaacs, Michael Pan, Rupert Friend, Patty Considine, Andrew Riseborough, Jeffrey Tambor, all these different people, all of whom are English speakers. The film is in English. They all act in their own accents. And it's it's a really good encapsulation of the kind of violence that comes from being close to people who are in power, who demand allegiance and loyalty. But it's also just very, very funny. People will know Armando Iannucci from creating Veep or from his movies like In the Loop or the British show The Thick of It. He's very good at skewering not specific political positions so much as the absurdness of trying to be in politics at all. So this movie is very funny. It also feels very relevant. It's felt increasingly relevant over the past year or so. And because everyone's kind of acting in their own accents, it underlines the fact that this isn't really about one historical incident. It's about many historical incidents that have repeated themselves over and over over time. So the film is luckily right now on Netflix, which makes it easy for people to watch. It's about an hour and 45 minutes, and you can also get it on all of those platforms like Amazon and iTunes. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy these movies as much as we do. We'll be back next Friday, so make sure you subscribe to Vox Quick Hits wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you then, and have a great weekend. <laughs>